What's the secret sauce for starting a business with your spouse? That's how Battleborn Brews expanded to what they are today. Army Colonel Drew Deaton, along with his wife Cherie, grew their idea into patent pending device. So stay tuned to their inspiring journey of what fires them up about their life and business. And to hear more inspiring podcasts, check out the Lima Charlie Network at limacharlienetwork.com. We are a group of thought leaders and podcasters with the goals of improving ourselves, inspiring and educating others, and bringing valuable conversations to both military and civilian audiences. We look forward to delivering you valuable information to you loud and clear. Yo, what's up, everyone? This is Joe Bogdan from the Llama Leadership Team and co-host of the Llama Lounge Podcast. And I wanted to share with you this amazing opportunity to become a published author and become a fire starter. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Well, it did to me. And joining the Firestarters Book Project was an amazingly easy and fun way to get my feet wet in the published author space. Shay and Christine made it so easy to navigate through the publishing realm and gave me the blessed opportunity to share my story with the world, and they would love to do the same for you. They are seeking aspiring authors like you to collaborate with them, and the best part is that they are going to do all of the hard work for you. All you have to do is commit to the process. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain. So join the team by visiting firestartersbookproject.com and tell them Joe sent you. It will change your life for the better, I promise. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, where we get you fired up about your life and your business by transforming trauma into treasure. Check out my new co-author collaborative book called Hashtag Firestarter. How to be a spark of hope in the midst of change on my website at shaysparks.com. And while you're there, I invite you to connect with me on all the social media links that are listed, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And today I am honored to have a special guest, a great couple that I can't wait to dive into their story, Drew and Cherie Deaton. So welcome for being here. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having us, Shay. Very much appreciate it. And we got connected, Drew, through LinkedIn, right? Correct. Yeah. And uh, it just goes to show the power of connection in social media. You, you never know. You never know who you're going to bump into. Power of networking is incredible. Yes, absolutely. And so for, for those of you who don't know, Drew and Cherie Deaton are the owners of Battleborn Barbecue. And Drew is an active duty army colonel. And they own and operate the small business that is focused on building sustainable businesses in order to use a portion of their profits to help homeless veterans and others in need by providing them a hand up. Battle Brew is the coffee with a purpose bigger than it is in the bag, <laughs> bigger than the bag it's in. And they are on a quest to help veterans and others by creating groundbreaking smoked coffee. And so I cannot wait to dive in and hear more about how you guys work together and all of that. But they, I always like to first off start with the um, first question of what does investing in people mean to you? And you both can answer. You can chime in. Who wants to go first? I'll let him answer. <laughs> okay. 
The way we look at it, God has blessed us with a lot. You know, we don't have to worry about, you know, we have four walls, we have something to eat, we're we warm. Clothes on our back. I mean, there, there's, to us, that's, there's so many people that don't have those basic mm-hmm. things. And God's put it on our hearts to do something with what he's given us to help those that don't have that. And if you stop and think, uh, the basic oath that we take in as service members, a key piece of it is I will never leave a fallen comrade. Mm. Stop and think. And in the about section on our Facebook page, uh, Battleborn Barbecue doing business is Battleborn Brews Smoked Coffee. There's a study linked in that section that talks about the thousands and thousands of homeless veterans on the street every night. And particularly here in Virginia, and extrapolate that across the nation, the bitter cold of winter. Think about someone, not just veterans, but other people too. Our fellow American citizens laying on the street, maybe they have a blanket. Maybe they just have a piece of cardboard. Maybe they have nothing. Mm. If we have the ability to leverage what we have, something that we're passionate about, for us, it's coffee. If we can leverage that into a sustainable business and generate profits and revenue, that gives our customers something they enjoy and take a part of that and turn that into something that helps those people that have nothing. And it's not a handout. That's why we say it's a hand up. That is something that we are investing in people because think about if we were in that position, if we were the ones laying on that cold frozen ground, would we want somebody who had the ability? I mean, we don't have a lot, but if we have something to give, And we can give does it's social responsibility to help each other. Because if we stop and think if more people took the time to put ourselves in other people's shoes, if more people took the time to care, because I, I saw a meme a few months back and it just said humankind mm. be both. Mm. And that struck me to the core of the mission. If we took time to care about our fellow humans a little bit more and focused on what makes us the same instead of what makes us different. Think about how many things that we think are divisive, how much of our conflict would go away, how much better we would be as a nation, how much stronger. That's what investing in people is all about. Let's take care of each other. Well, this is why I'm so glad we've connected because that's kind of the core of who I am is all about the hand up and not the hand out. So can you go a a little bit deeper and explain the difference between the two? Well, hand out, people want something for nothing just because. Mm -hmm. Hey, give me something just because I asked for it. That's a hand out. Hey, you've got something. I want some of it. You know, hey, you've, you've got five. I want one just because, just because. Versus, Hey, I'm trying. I'm on a hard time. I'm putting an effort into it. If you help me get on my feet, I will become self-sustainable. I just need a chance. I can't get there on my own. I just need a little help, but then I'll be okay. That's a hand up. Help me get on my feet and help me be productive so I can then turn around and help somebody else. That's a hand up. That's investing in people. Because if we help each other get on their feet, we help them have a strong foundation to stand on their own. That is building the foundation and the fabric of the entire country. Mm -hmm. That is strengthening the entire nation. 
we are all stronger together. That's the difference in a hand up versus a hand up. It's what they want to do with it. They want to be able to be their own independent people. That's why we're investing in people. Mm, I love that. Sheree, do you have something to add to that? The only thing I can add is the way both of us um, look at hand up, a handout, however anyone wants to call it, because some people see it as the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if we have it to give and we don't, that's ours to answer for one day. Mm. If someone takes the hand up and instead turns it around to be a handout and uses it for something that won't lift them up, then that's theirs to answer for. So we're just going with our hearts and our minds and we're doing what we can to lift mm. people up. And that's our ours to answer for there. If, if we don't have it to give, then we can't, but we might be able to offer other solutions. But if we have it to give and we don't, we do have to definitely answer for that somewhere one day. And I think the key part, we also look at the partner with us section on our Facebook page at the bottom of the about. We talk about partnering with other like-minded individuals and organizations because nobody can do it alone. Hmm. Because we say, we understand that we can't solve this all by ourselves. Hmm. But if we can make a difference for one person, but then we tie into, say, for instance, mental health professionals or other organizations that have resources that can help homeless veterans or others, because statistically there's a high percentage of mental health issues within the homeless population through no fault of their own. If we can tie that together, that in itself has a stronger foundation of assistance that can be provided, giving them a greater chance of a hand up. I was going to say, I love both of your answers and thank you for sharing, sharing that. I think For me, when I hear hand up, it's about empowerment. It's about helping another person be empowered to take action for themselves. And a hand out is almost an enabling tool and, and keeps them dependent on someone else, dependent on the next hand out rather than taking the action to help themselves out of you know, the foxhole, so to speak. So I love that you guys have created this, this business. So take us back to, you know, before you started this, you were kind of kicking around ideas, you know, you may have had a defining moment that you're like, you know what, I think we have something here. I think we can take coffee to the next level and really smoke it and add some, you know, really amazing interest to it that most people don't. So take us back to that time of life. You stop. (laughs) (laughs) The pandemic started and he was at Army War College. We were up in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew he was going to be home a lot, which of course is going to drive me insane. (laughs) (laughs) I would never do that. (laughs) I told him to go ahead. You know, this was what, end of March, beginning of April. I said, go ahead and get an early Father's Day present. Get a smoker because he'd always wanted a smoker. That took a lot, quote unquote, convincing. I'm sure it did. Of course, Lowe's and stores like that were still open. And we ran up and got a smoker. He started smoking. I didn't cook for almost two months. He smoked meat. He smoked vegetables. He smoked cheese, nuts, you name it. Well, when we get here, we got here, what, three months later? We came to Virginia about three months later. And he's like, what else can I smoke? I think I'm going (laughs) to smoke pie. And I said, you can't smoke everything. And I said... Because I had joined barbecue groups and okay. I see 
faking things. Yeah. And she said, you can't smoke everything. And I go, ha ha, challenge accepted. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I happened to be in a, a store, a multi-ethnic market, and I was looking for spices for barbecue because at that time I was into different meats and everything. Sure. And I happened to be walking through the produce section and I see a small container of green coffee beans. Mm. I had never seen green coffee beans in a store before. And kind of like in the old cartoons on Saturday morning, when they get an idea, a light bulb, you know how that pops above your head? <laughs> yep. This literally was my light bulb moment. So that was really the genesis of Battleborn Brew was where it was born in that store. If I point to the moment, <laughs> light bulb pops on over my head and I kind of get that, hmm, I wonder. So I get a couple packages of it. And the very first time I ever in my life roasted coffee was in a cast iron skillet on mm. my smoker. And I started experimenting. And as the saying goes, I worked out a process, which I ultimately, together with Sharif, filed a patent on. Nice. That resulted in Battleborn Brew. And what we will tell people is we start with a green Brazilian coffee bean. Mm-hmm. And we take it through a uh, proprietary process and it results in a extremely smooth, full-bodied brew. Mm-hmm. It has no bitterness like traditional black coffee does. The rest is a closely guarded trade secret. We have had people at, at different events where we sell our coffee mm-hmm. and try I don't know how many different ways to pry the secret out of us. And get angry that we want to tell <laughs> Of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> But but more so than that, numerous people have said, hey, this is the first coffee I've ever been able to drink black in my life and enjoy it. Wow. Uh, wonderfully smooth. Other people say it reminds them of drinking coffee by a campfire. Hmm. Um, come back and love it with so many different things and building repeat customers. Uh, we have we had one customer, we had an event in Lorton, Virginia, right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And we had that set up on, I believe it was December 4th. And then the next weekend, we had a three-day event. We've yeah. never done one that big before. So we went into the Lorton event thinking, oh, everything's great. You know, we're going to sell a few here and there. We sold out. And we <laughs> of course. So scared because we only had four days to get ready for a three-day event. Wow. At that, and we didn't have a roaster. We had three little tiny things to roast coffee on at that point. But at that event, we had one customer, her son and her mom were Christmas shopping. The son wanted to get mom some kind of coffee. Mm. So, and I remember, I remember, vividly remember the boy and the grandma. Mm-hmm. And I forgot about them after that. I didn't remember them until about two weeks ago when we got a message on Facebook. This lady had been going crazy looking for us everywhere because her mm. son had gotten her coffee for Christmas and she wanted the coffee. She had run uh-huh. out and she was stalking everything, trying to find, <laughs> trying us, to find us and ultimately found <laughs> us. And she was local. So we said, hey, you know, Instead of paying for shipping, just do a local pickup. Mm-hmm. So she stopped by and, you know, we take care of our customers. We figured out, hey, if you're nearest, don't waste money on shipping. Just stop by and we'll bring it out to you. Yeah. 
But we have a lot of people now that are they're seeking us out. We were told, oh, people are going to start calling you to do events. We didn't think anything about it until January when we started getting email after email. We are booked mm. through March and April every weekend. So we're Ugh. working seven days a week from sun up to past sundown now, trying to get coffee ready. We're at the point where we have to buy a commercial roaster. We wow. Have that's exciting. So I have to ask, Sheree, here you are with your husband who has smoked everything that you could possibly imagine, trying to even smoke a pie. And he comes home with this, oh, it's the best idea ever. And you're like, uh-huh, this again. Uh, he's like, yeah, let's try coffee. What was your initial reaction? I wasn't sure at first. I mean, I have faith in him and I always have. I've mm-hmm. always pushed him up and push him up on whatever he wants to do. I wasn't sure where it would go only because the whole purpose of the Battle Born was to do barbecue. But we quickly realized that that wasn't going to happen unless we had a commercial kitchen that we really can't afford. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't inspect your home to sure. be able to do things at home so we learned about the cottage law and he came home with the coffee and I really didn't want to taste it didn't want to have anything to do with it because I like my fufu coffee my Starbucks and you know, things like that and so he made it and I tasted it I'll drink it black now if I have to I do not drink black coffee there was one day shortly probably about a month after he started making it that he brought me every morning he brings me coffee upstairs you know I get up I sit down in the recliner and he brings coffee Nice. Because I'm covered in in dogs. So, you know, but I took a drink and I'm like, what is this? And well, because what it what it happened in my defense as a husband, since we we have our coffee time before I go to work, uh, our canister with our battle born brew had run out. So I reached over. There's a canister with some store bought coffee left in it. Ah, yeah. I just made a pot of it. And I won't say the brand. Right. uh, (laughs) <laughs> uh, I made a pot of the store-bought coffee. I made him throw it away. And she she takes a drink and goes, wow. And I told her, oh, ours had run out. So I just used the store-bought. She goes, she looks at me and goes, don't ever do that to me again. I, <laughs> I made him make another pot of We coffee. have become spoiled on our own coffee. The only thing we drink at mm. home is battle warm brew. And mm. at, because it is so different and it is it, the smoothness of it just makes it that good. That's all we drink. I mean, I'll still get my mocha java chip at Starbucks, but no, I, I, I won't. <laughs> hot coffee anywhere else if he says you want coffee and we're off somewhere i'm like no no and actually my my pot at work i have my own coffee pot at work i take battleborn brew and that's all i brew and everybody else in the office likes to come into my my office and get the coffee wow i support anything he wants to try he supported me because i've done i've done design and stuff like that for a long time so it you know it's followed him around forever with the military. So maybe eventually we'll stop and he'll just concentrate on the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) A great um, partner in life and partner in business. So definitely blessed. And she absolutely uh, could not be where I am without her. That's for sure. Well, I love this story and I love that you guys are, you know, honored that you're both here with me today because I think there's something so crucial about what you guys are talking about, especially when you're trying something new, not even thinking of that's a business. You just get really passionate about it. Like it's kind of sounded like that's what you did, Drew, with the smoker. You just went like, heck yeah, this is the best thing since sliced bread. So I love that the key thing here is support. Yes. Well, uh, I'll say too that 
when he came home with the coffee beans and he he started making it, I was doing craft shows and events with um, a small business, small craft business that I had. I was working, not working, but I would do events at called the Workhouse Arts Center in Lorton, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And they were having a 4th of July event. The show was at night. The craft event was at night to coincide with the fireworks. I encouraged him to bring coffee. You know, we'd had some bags and had it bagged out. Oh, I won't sell anything. I won't do anything. That was the turn. I didn't think anybody would be interested, but we've made some that for samples, we had some little cups to hand out samples and it started off (laughs) in the middle of July. People were taking coffee samples. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course it evolved since then. The business continues to evolve on a constant basis because we also live by the principle. If you're not constantly evolving and growing, you're dying. Yes. Even if you're on the road to success, you'll still get run over if you just sit there. Mm-hmm. You've got to constantly evolve, grow, develop, and you've got to stay agile in business, particularly when you want to do something designed to help others and invest in people because people do not stay the same. And that was July 4th, 2021, and he came home with, I think, about two or three bags of coffee left from mm-hmm. what he took. And that was it. After that, we started applying to events. We've been juried into events where they have to see our pictures and see our product to if we're good enough to go to these events. And mm-hmm. we've been juried into multiple this year already. We've been juried into four huge events here in Virginia, two at the three at the Dulles Expo Center, actually mm-hmm. one at Okaquan Riverfest. And so it's just in less than a year, we've grown faster than we thought we would. And it's scary. I'm terrified, to be honest. This And she has a great point because I've used the expression, the people ask me, how do I feel about this? It's growing something like this because it's exhilarating and terrifying at the same Mm. time. Mm -hmm. But knowing that it's something that God called us to do, the mission he's given us to help others, to invest in his people Mm -hmm. that need help. Something from as small as a neighborhood event with maybe a dozen vendors to something like at the Dulles Expo Center that had over 200 vendors to the Okaquan River Fest that draws over 10,000 participants in two days. Mm. Wow. That scale just and planning the logistics for something like that while maintaining an active duty military career working for a staff principal uh, at the Department of the Army level. And balancing all of that is challenging, but I love challenges because mm. I like to be challenged. I like to be pushed because if I'm not challenged, I get bored. Trust me, I am not bored. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to entrepreneurship. You'll never be bored again. There'll always yeah. be something to do. But it, we're tired. We're, we're very tired. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. But how exciting that you come up with this idea in basically you're just kind of kidding with your wife challenge accepted. I'm going to smoke exactly. a pie and it just got your wheels turning. And so you just never know where one idea is going to take you. I it is. You know, feel that's so big as coffee. If, if you remove water from the equation, cause it's so ubiquitous coffee is the number two consumed beverage in the entire world, only behind tea statistically proven. So to find a product, number one, that can stand out in such a massively crowded field and one that has not had a patent filed on it, mm-hmm. which we have done both. So we've, we've got one. These people say, I've never heard of this. I've never seen it. It's like, well, for our particular 
smoked coffee. We've designed the process. We filed a patent on it. People keep coming back. This is, they love it. And uh, we love hearing feedback. Uh, We're always seeking to grow. We have a whole list of items we're going to be developing in the coming months. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is based on customer feedback. Mm. We hear from what do we are listening to our customers. Some of them asked for like decaf. Mm. And we are very, very selective. For instance, we had a sample of decaf beans from one supplier. We tested it. It did not meet our quality standards. So we declined to use that because Mm -hmm. if we do not like, we will taste and test everything that we sell Mm -hmm. because we believe that the quality, if we would not use it ourselves, we will not sell it because if we advise a customer on it, we will have tasted it. We will consume it ourselves. We have to put our stamp of quality approval on it because that's our reputation. If it has our brand on it, that, that is how picky we are with our quality standards. Mm, I love that. Offer it. We will have already used it and tasted it and say, yes, we, we like this and we, we would take it in our home ourselves. That is our level of standard. Well, you really hit the nail on the head when you say how popular coffee is. Pop coffee and popcorn are those two things that if you smell it, you immediately want it. (laughs) So you guys have picked a great one. And I can't imagine how amazing smoked coffee must smell when it's like in a conference area and you're like, the, the, the smell is just wafting. Come to my area. I love that. I love that. So Cherie, so you sounds like you're already an entrepreneur. So yes. you were already working towards your business, on your business, in your business. And then this comes along. Was there any advice that you needed to, to give to your husband to say, honey, entrepreneurship isn't for the faint of heart? No, because he's been, he's been right there with me. And what I did was small, the things I did were small events and just a small little business. So he was there and helping the whole time. He's not allowed to help design anything. (laughs) My machinery. There you go. There you go. But uh, he helps with everything else. So he, he knew. So it sounds like, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. He is the creative mind um, Mm -hmm. as far as decorating design to make things look attractive. And no, I'm not just talking about how beautiful she is, but uh, to make things look right, the layout, she is the artistic mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've, I helped create the the coffee part of it, but the design, the creative, that's her piece of it. So that's why we fit so well together. Mm -hmm. I just pick up things and put them where I'm told to. (laughs) Yeah. But the, that's why the, I have the out front. I'm kind of like the extroverted front man, so to speak. Uh-huh. They engage I people. She has the, the business mind. She engages, she finds the event. She engages with, you know, the organizers. She does like the organization work of the mm-hmm. business. I engage with the customers, reach out to partner organizations, engage in that way. Because of our personalities and our, our talents, we fit so well together. We're kind of two sides of the coin that make it complete. And that's why it works so well. Mm, I love that. So what I'm hearing is as you guys are complementing each other instead of complicating each other. Exactly. So as a, a couple, I'm assuming you've been married for a number of years. 
Almost 16. Okay, great. So do you have any advice for our listeners who are maybe, or our viewers who are in that like next step phase of life that are, you know, looking and maybe they're in the military military and they're getting ready to go back to civilian life or they're retiring or even just they're not feeling fulfilled in their own bit, their own company. And so they're like, I really am thinking about starting a business. And they're not just doing it now. You guys are like examples that you can actually have your spouse join you. So do you have any advice from both of you to say what advice you would give to someone who wants to start a business with their spouse? Be careful. Don't take everything so seriously because sometimes you can bark at each other. And if you take it to heart, you're going to ruin not only your business, but yourselves because it's, it's stressful. And we might say things we don't mean, but it only takes a few minutes to realize, hey, you know, I shouldn't have said that. Or, But no, you can be stronger. You can compliment each other. Like you said, we compliment each other. We, I, maybe the spouse knows this, you know, I know the spouse side of the things. Mm -hmm. I know how to advise other spouses on what may or may not be done. I've, I've been around spouse life for a while. We've known each other for 20 years. We've been married for almost 16. So it just, a spouse usually is the more creative one Mm -hmm. when it comes to that, because a lot of military spouses, it's so hard when you pick up every year to two years. Uh, There was a point, what, in three years, I moved five times. Wow. There was no way for me to keep a job, to have a job. And that started creating crafts or doing vinyl work, which Mm -hmm. now is working laser lasers and yeah. spouses pick up on that. And if, if they could just bond together the service member and the, the spouse, they would have a really good business. I see lots of spouses doing t-shirts, doing tumblers. They start businesses as tax consultants, everything. Yeah. And if they stick together and don't take everything to heart, they'll be fine. That's awesome. Drew, what's your advice? I would say for business, number one, don't just jump into something because it looks cool. And I see that a thing that uh, we do, we watch, we watch a lot of Food Network, uh, something we enjoy. Mm-hmm. I would never start a restaurant because I know I don't have enough culinary experience. And some of the shows you watch, like uh, Restaurant Impossible, things like that, common mistake, people jump in, oh, I want to buy a restaurant because I've always wanted one that looks cool. Well, do you have any culinary background? No. Have you been to business school? No. Do you have a business management degree? No. Stop and think before you jump, what kind of background experience do you need? Mm. What kind of lead time do you need? Stop and think of what kind of resources do you need? What kind of logistics do you need to lay out? What kind of connections and networks do you need? And then kind of like retirement planning for the military, because I've set a window of two to five years. Mm, okay. I'm already looking. I'm already <laughs> I'm already talking to people, networking, going to key mentor events through LinkedIn and saying, hey, what would I need here? Looking at people in different areas. We're looking at different areas where not only would we want to settle in after I retire, talking to people in different industries, looking at informational interviews. Hey, what is what would it be in this industry? How would I transition? Things like the DOD skill bridge, plan way, way, way ahead, just like we do in the military, mm-hmm. both with transition from the military, whether you retire or 
you ETS and get out of the military, or you're starting a business. It's a mission. You see, this you business, have to plan it out. This business fell into our lap. I wouldn't advise that. Like he's saying, I would plan. If you yeah. if you have any thoughts of a business, plan. Yeah. If it's a spouse that already has one, there's no reason you can't bring your mm-hmm. military spouse or other civilian in mm-hmm. with you. Don't just this dropped in our lap. I yeah. I don't know. We don't know where. You know, it, it just came out of nowhere. Mm, yeah. A divine appointment. We we would advise people to, like yeah. you said, make a plan. Mm. Yeah, so if you're thinking of it, plan it. Um, as well, you said we believe God called us to us. Mm-hmm. To God called us to it because He's opening the doors. There are challenges. It's supposed to happen. That's why it is happening as it is. But if you are planning it out, just lay it out because there are people you network, particularly through LinkedIn. Get those connections in those industries. Talk to those people. They can help you. We are fortunate to connect with someone who retired military, who involved in the coffee business, Mm -hmm. who was able to give us a lot of insight in a very short time. Consider Mm -hmm. these things. Talk to these people. Here are these connections. Because you can make those connections where it basically short circuits the learning curve. Mm -hmm. These are the things, these are the legal considerations, these are the tax implications, these are you know, the resourcing methods. Those are the kind of things, look at the industry, what you want to do. That will make you a lot more successful when you go into that versus just saying, I'm going to do it. Also, find people that are like you and that are just starting media photographers. We're going to have the pleasure of working with Calusa Media out of Florida. Nice. Uh, a photographer and a videographer, Essence Freelancing. She is working with us on press kits and bios and everything. And she's new. So she's building her portfolio. So that's helping us. Yeah. Uh, down the line, we'll pay her for the other things we need, you know, but right now she's helping us by building her portfolio. Mm-hmm. The same with Media. He's been around for a little while, but, you know, I approached him a week and a half ago and I'm going to send, I'm from Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to send stuff down and he's going to start doing a bunch of the pictures and he's going to work on video and everything else for us. So find people, you can Mm -hmm. find people that can help you build up the the business. And just like our bull's head logo, that was designed from the ground up by a young lady named Avery Gabovics. She was 18, just graduated Mm -hmm. high school and is going to college for graphic artists artistry she's done some other works we were her first official commercial company mm-hmm. work so she did that we gave her the concept of what we wanted mm-hmm. did not tell her what it should look like gave her a concept obviously the name and she came up with that whole thing just with her artistic talent so not only don't be afraid to work as a couple if you're a couple if you're a married couple don't be afraid to reach out to others that are just starting to because they can you can offer them they can offer you yeah help. you can lift each other up it's it's also a hand up yeah absolutely oh I love this. You guys have just dropped so many knowledge nuggets. I know that our listeners are really gonna uh you know take everything that you say to heart because it's it's so vital. It's it's things that you don't necessarily, unless you're in that position, you wouldn't think about, you know, being able to reach out to other people who are also starting or look for a mentor or, you know, those types of things. I think a lot of times people want to start a business and they just jump in 
and, you know, they crash and burn or they, they swim, right. You know, that it's one or the other. So one thing to advise particularly, and I say this having been in the military over 25 years, when you give something to someone who's in those fields, trust their expertise, particularly when you need something like design or writing, give them the base concept of what you need. Mm. Let their expertise run with it. Mm-hmm. Like we did with the young lady who did our logo. We said, this is the concept of what we need. Don't micromanage it. Let their expertise run with it because you will always get a better product. If you let their expertise come up with the product, you obviously can make adjustments with them, partner with them, collaborate with them. Let their subject matter expertise give you a product because it will be better than if you try to control it every step of the way. And we absolutely had that result. Mm. And I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for your sharing your nuggets with us, sharing your experience. And it sounds like it's the doors are just keep, continue to keep opening. And there's just so much opportunity for this year alone, not to mention going forward. So I can't wait to, now that we're connected, to be able to see, watch you guys grow. And of course, you can always reach out to me if I can help and connect you with anybody too. So we're getting ready to close. I just have a few more questions. So now you're kind of in the, I will say almost in the startup phases of this, because really it's it's only been, even if it's came about two years ago, it's really still kind of in that beginning phases. So what do you see, one, what's next? And what is the legacy that you want to, to leave? What do you want to be remembered for? What's next is gaining additional commercial partnerships as we grow into more commercial spaces. We recently uh, went with a, a small farm store, got into their space. They're carrying our products. And as we build additional contracts, so we'll continue to grow. And that will get us over time to build that sustainable profitability so we can use a portion of those products or profits rather to help those in need. And the legacy, it's not about the legacy of us. Uh, just like the whole point of this, the whole vision, it's not about enriching the business itself. It's not about enriching us. It's not even about a legacy for us. It is about what difference have we made for those who need help. Mm. And I'll give you a, a quick example. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we had gone to a business meeting with the, the farm store that uh, is carrying our products now. And I'll ask people, have you ever had your heart broken while doing something good? And mm-hmm. this, this is not to get props for anything. We happened to stop on the way back at a Wawa store. Well, he tried to stop at a different store and yeah. I told him, no, keep yeah. going. Yeah. And this is where God directs you to the right place. Yes. We stopped at the Wawa store. And I see a a gentleman sitting on the ground outside the door and you could tell he looked uh, homeless and I had to go inside for something and I popped my head back out and he was, he was now sitting with a young lady. I'd say they're probably in their late twenties, early thirties. And she had a blanket wrapped around. You could tell she was cold. And I said, Hey, do you guys uh, do like something to eat or something to drink? And I know somebody just, you know, bought us um, some drinks and some Slim Jims and, you know, and they, they had not in any way asked for money Mm-mm. at all. And they said, well, you know, we're just trying to get some money for a, a hotel, uh, like a room. They didn't and, ask yeah, us to give them money. They, and I gave them, I think I had like 20, 
30 bucks in my wallet. And I said, Hey, this is all I got with me. And you know, here you go. And then I go inside and something was drawn me like God was speaking to me. So I walked over by the ATM and she wasn't with me. She was doing something else in the store. And she walks up behind me and says, Hey, you need to grab some money. I'm like, we're thinking the same. That's what I'm doing. And you know, you, it shows the dominations on the screen and I get some money out. I think it was like only like a hundred bucks. It wasn't like a lot. And I walked back out and the gentleman had, I think he had walked in the store, probably to get him something to, to eat. And the lady was all bundled up in a blanket and they, she had just gotten out of the hospital for something. You could tell it was a hospital blanket. And I handed her the money. I said, hey, here's this hundred bucks. Like go get a, go get a room for the night and go get warm at least for tonight. And what broke my heart was, you know, and she had a shocked look on her face. And I, she said, can I give you a hug? Mm. I'm like, of course. What broke my heart was the fact that she was so shocked that somebody would help somebody else. Mm. What does that say about our society where we see somebody in need and so many of us just walk by? They weren't stopping people and asking people for anything. People were just walking right by them. And as he said, someone else had gotten them a drink, something to drink and, and some Slim Jim. So someone else had approached, do you yeah. need anything? But they weren't saying, hey, can yeah. you give us yeah. or can we have or. They weren't panhandling at all. No, and they so were other, trying to stay warm. Yeah. She had a bag. When you're discharged from the hospital, you get this mm. bag. Yep. He had one of those and the blanket. And it was just, and it so, was cold. So somebody else had cared enough to help. Mm-hmm. But what broke my heart was, you know, we don't care for each other. Like back to that meme I saw, I said, you know, humankind mm-hmm. be both. If more of us stop to look for each other, look for the chances to help each other, to invest in people. Mm-hmm. When we have that chance, when we, it doesn't have to be a lot. It could be $5. It could be a cup of coffee. It could be a sandwich. Invest in people. Reach out a hand when you can. Give a hand up. That's what it's about. That's how we'll make the world a better place one step at a time. Mm -hmm. That's the legacy that we want to leave is that people have a better life. Thank you for sharing that story. You're bringing tears to my eyes. Actually, a beautiful story. And that is, again, why we became immediately best friends, because that is uh, my legacy. Very similar as well. And that's the reason for the show is you invested in yourself by starting this amazing coffee and the business. And now it's an overflow. What you're doing is overflowing from investing in yourself onto your community, onto your family, onto, you know, the world. And so I just uh, applaud you for what you're doing. You guys are doing amazing, beautiful things. And I cannot wait to see what happens next for you. So where can other people connect with you? Social media. We talked to, I don't, I can't remember if I mentioned your website before. So please mention your website. And yeah, if they have, how could they can purchase your coffee? Because I'm I'm sure there are a lot of coffee drinkers who want to buy it now. Where our coffee can be purchased on Etsy. It would be etsy.com slash shop slash Battleborn Barbecue BBQ. Battleborn BBQ. Social media also on our Facebook, which is Battleborn BBQ 21. Those are the two easiest ways to get a hold of us. Okay. Our website is Battleborn And for those who want to know about our mission and our vision, 
if you go to our Facebook page, as she said, facebook.com is Battleborn BBQ 21. If you go to our about section and the more information, it lays out the whole vision of what we want to do um, to help veterans, homeless veterans and others in need. So it's all inclusive. It's all about social responsibility and helping those who end up. I love that. I love that. And I love the social responsibility part. I think you, I am certified in social entrepreneurship and that's exactly what you guys are. You're giving back for purpose as well as profit. So bravo to you both and what a a beautiful story that you shared. So thank you for being here today. Thank Thank you, you. So before you go, I always like to leave with this question of what phrase, scripture, or mantra are you guys living by right now? I like to uh, use one by Aristotle. Uh, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. I love it. And you have created amazing habits. Yeah. Thank no, thank you. And you're living your legacy while you're, you know, while you're here. You don't have to wait till it's over. You're living it out right now. So thank you for that as well. The thank Lord you. has provided many opportunities. So, and thank you for this one. Oh. You're welcome. And thank you for listening to the Power of Investing in People podcast. If you took notes, because I'm sure you did, because they said some pretty amazing knowledge nuggets there, please go over to Apple Podcast and give us a five-star review. And until next time, let's get fired up. You know, most people go through life aiming at nothing and hit it with amazing accuracy. And they find themselves just feeling stuck in a rut, wondering if this is all there is. And I'm here to tell you, no, it is not. And life is too dang short to live it stuck in a rut. So check out beyondtherut.com and listen to episodes of other people who are also feeling stuck in a rut, asking themselves the same questions you are around their faith, their family, their fitness, their finances, and just their outlook on future possibility. And there, we hope that you are encouraged and inspired to make your own path and live life beyond the rut. So again, go check out beyondtherut.com where you can find blog posts and podcast episodes, as well as some tools to help you design the targets you wish to hit in life in those five F's, faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility. Because again, life is too dang short to live it stuck in a rut. Now go check it out. Beyond the rut. (laughs) (laughs) That is done. It's yours.